page 624 of your book of, of praise. The consistory has now twice published the names of the brothers who were elected and appointed to the office of elder and deacon in this church to learn if anyone had objections to their ordination. Since no one has brought forward anything lawful against their doctrine and life, we shall now, in the name of the Lord, proceed to their ordination. Let us first hear what Holy Scripture teaches us about the offices of elders and deacons. Already in the old dispensation, the people of God enjoyed the leadership and guidance of elders. The Lord told Moses to gather the elders of Israel together in Egypt and to inform them of his promises to deliver them from bondage. While these elders were with Moses in the desert, the Lord told him to select from their midst 70 men to bear the burden of the people with him. Together with Moses, these elders had authority to command the people. At the end of his ministry, Moses gave all the elders of Israel the law to rule God's people. Once in the promised land, these elders fulfilled their calling in every city. In his unceasing care for his flock, the good shepherd calls apostles to be the foundation of his Catholic church. The apostles in turn appointed elders in every church with the cooperation of the congregation. Apostles and elders gathered together to take decisions to which the churches had to submit. Paul charged the overseers to take heed to the flock in which the Holy Spirit had made them guardians. Peter admonished the elders to be shepherds of God's flock that is under his, their care. In his epistle to the Philippians, the apostle Paul addressed the saints together with the overseers and deacons. In order that these offices might remain, he also gave his fellow workers detailed instructions for selecting brothers to these offices of overseers and deacons. He directed Titus to appoint elders in every town. The New Testament calls these office bearers not only presbyters or elders, but also bishops or overseers, as well as shepherds and guardians. The office of elder is, therefore, one of authority given by Christ. Elders are to fulfill their duties by reminding God's people uh, of his ordinances and by exercising discipline over the disobedient, by caring for the flock and defending the sheep against the dangers that threaten them. As for their mandate, the task of elders is, together with the ministers of the word, to have supervision over Christ's church, that every member may conduct himself properly in doctrine and life according to the gospel. For this purpose, they shall faithfully visit the members of the congregation in their homes to comfort, instruct, and admonish them with the word of God, reproving those who behave improperly. They shall exercise Christian discipline according to the command of Christ against those who show themselves unbelieving and ungodly and refuse to repent. They shall watch that the sacraments are not profaned. Second, being stewards of the house of God, they are to take care that in the congregation all things are done decently and in good order. For this purpose, they form, together with the minister of the word, the consistory of the church. Together, they shepherd God's flock that is under their care. They must prevent anyone from serving in the church without having been lawfully called. Third, it is their duty to assist the ministers of the word with good counsel and advice. They are also charged with the supervision over the doctrine and conduct of the fellow servants. They shall permit no strange teaching, so that in every respect the congregation is edified by the pure doctrine of the gospel. Therefore, they must watch diligently that no wolves enter the sheepfold of the good shepherd. To do their work uh, well as shepherds of God's flock, the overseers should train themselves in godliness and dil diligently search the scriptures, which are profitable in every respect, that the man of God may be equipped for every good work. Concerning the ministry of mercy assigned to the deacons, the Lord impressed upon his people Israel the obligation to show mercy to the needy. 
God repeatedly commanded that the sojourner, the fatherless, and the widow might eat within their towns and be filled. And the old dispensation, the needy and suffering, were protected and provided for by the God's fatherly love. His ordinances taught the covenant people to imitate that love as beloved children. The Lord Jesus Christ, who has shown us the Father, came into the world to serve. In his mercy, he fed the hungry, he healed the sick, and showed compassion to the afflicted. Thus he gave an example that his church should do likewise. The ministry of mercy, as assigned to the deacons, proceeds, therefore, from this love of our Savior. After the example of her Lord, the first Christian congregation took care that no one in her midst suffered want. To each was distributed according to need. Also today, the Lord calls on us to show hospitality, generosity, and mercy, so that the weak and needy may share abundantly in the joy of God's people. No one in the congregation of Christ may live uncomforted under the pressure of sickness, loneliness, and poverty. For the sake of this service of love, Christ has given deacons to his church. When the apostles realized that they would have to give up preaching the word of God if they had to devote their full attention to the daily support of the needy, they assigned this duty to seven brothers chosen by the congregation. It is therefore the responsibility of the deacons to see the good progress of the service of charity in the church. They shall acquaint themselves with the existing needs and difficulties and exhort the members of Christ's body to show mercy. They shall gather and manage the offerings and distribute them in Christ's name according to need. They are called to encourage and comfort with the word of God those who receive the gifts of Christ's love. They shall promote with word and deed the unity and fellowship in the Holy Spirit which the congregation enjoys at the table of the Lord. In this way, God's children will increase in love to one another and to all men. I'd now like to invite up uh, the elders who are being appointed to the office of deacon and elder. Beloved brothers, you are about to enter upon your respective offices. We request you to answer the following questions before God and his holy church. First, do you feel in sorry, do you feel in your hearts that God himself through his congregation has called you to these offices? Second, do you believe the Old and New Testament to be the only word of God and the complete doctrine of salvation? Do you reject all doctrines conflicting with it? Third, do you promise to discharge faithfully the duties of your office and to adorn it with a godly life? You elders in the government of the church and you deacons in the ministry of mercy. Do you also promise to submit to the discipline of the church in case you shall become delinquent in doctrine or life? <clears throat> Jaden, what is your answer? I do. Andrew, what is your answer? I do. Harry, what is your answer? I do. Oh, Andrew, what is your answer? Sorry, out of order. Tony, what is your answer? And John, what is your answer? The Almighty God and Father grant you his grace that you may faithfully and fruitfully discharge your offices. Amen. Now let's sing together in response. Hymn 78, stanzas 1, 2, and 3. You can go take your seat first if you would like.
return to the form for the final charge. You elders, as good shepherds of Christ's flock and faithful watchmen over the house of God, be diligent in governing the church, in comforting the distressed, and admonishing the wayward. Take heed that the congregation abide by the pure doctrine and lead a godly life. Shepherd the flock of God that is among you, exercising oversight, not under compulsion, but willingly, as God would have you, not for shameful gain, but eagerly, not domineering over those in your charge, but being examples to the flock. And when the chief shepherd appears, you will receive the unfading crown of glory. You deacons, be faithful and diligent in the gathering of gifts and distribute them cheerfully to those who need assistance, especially to the widows and orphans. Do good to all men, especially to those of the household of faith. Support those who are burdened with cares or who are lonely, giving your ministry of mercy a good example to the congregation of the service to which all are called by Christ Jesus. Be all with one accord faithful in your offices. Hold the mystery of the faith with a clear conscience. If you serve well, you will gain a good standing for yourselves. Always have great confidence in the faith which is in Christ Jesus, and finally enter into the joy of your master. On the other hand, beloved brothers and sisters, receive these men as servants of God. Respect the overseers who labor among you and are over you in the Lord and admonish you. Esteem them very highly in love because of their work. Obey your leaders and submit to them, for they are keeping watch over your souls as those who will have to give an account. Let them do this with joy and not with groaning, for that would be of no advantage to you. Take care that the deacons have sufficient means to fulfill their ministry. Be good stewards of all that the Lord has entrusted to you. Remember Christ, your example, in serving the church of God. Since, of course, we are unable ourselves to do all of this, let's call upon the Lord our God. And in our prayer, uh, we'll remember some needs in our congregation. Uh, first of all, we'll remember the family of Bert Kloss. Uh, the Lord called Bert home to himself this past week. And so we'll remember his wife and his children and uh, grandchildren and his friends as well. We'll also remember uh, Greta and Bill Veldkamp. Uh, we're thankful that the Lord answered our prayers and sustained Greta during her surgery, uh, but she's still recovering in hospital, and so we'll pray uh, for that as well. And finally, we'll give thanks to God uh, that he answered other prayers as well, and that Kevin and Michelle Canis were blessed with a healthy baby boy last week Sunday. So we'll pray uh, the prayer from the form and then proceed into our own congregational prayer as well. Let's pray together. Lord God and Heavenly Father, it pleases you for the edification and upbuilding and growth of your church to ordain overseers and deacons besides the ministers of the world. We thank you that you give us men who are endowed with your Holy Spirit. Grant them more and more the gifts that they need, wisdom, courage, discretion, and mercy, so that each of them may fulfill his office as is pleasing to you. Give your grace to both elders and deacons, that they may persevere in faithful service without being hindered by trouble and sorrow or by persecution of the world. Grant that this congregation, over whom you have set them, may submit willingly to the good exhortation of the overseers and esteem them in love because of their work. Give us ardent love for each other. Grant that we may cheerfully provide the deacons with sufficient means so that the needy may be liberally supplied. We pray that by the faithful service of everyone in the kingdom of your Son, uh, that the kingdom of your Son may come and your name be glorified. We ask that you'll continue to pour out your gifts graciously 
as our victorious conquering king. Lord, we're so thankful for the gift of perfection, the gift of uh, salvation in the name of your son, Jesus Christ. We're so thankful that we can come to you each day for equipping grace as well. Lord, continue to equip all the leaders of your church, whether it be in this local church here or in other local churches as well. We ask that you'll give them the wisdom that they need. We ask that you'll fill them with your Holy Spirit. And we ask also that you'll bless them as they seek to equip the rest of your saints for the work of ministry. Help us to all uh, desire to both serve and be served in the church. Lord, thank you for the many gifts you've poured out on so many members. Thank you for the many ways that these members are busy serving you faithfully. Please continue to give us eyes to see where there are needs in the congregation. And then give us hearts to serve. Give us all the gifts necessary to fill these needs where they arise. Lord, we ask that you'll continue to supply the needs for those in particular who are struggling or grieving. Lord, we think this week especially of the Kloss family. They have to deal with the difficult death of a grandfather, a father, a husband, and a friend. And Lord, we're, we're so thankful uh, that uh, our, our brother has been called home to you. And we're so thankful that he gets to experience perfect joy. But Lord, our hearts go out to the family who does not yet get to experience this joy, but instead their sorrow has increased. Lord, we ask that you will be close to this family, that they'll feel your comfort and your support and your guidance, and that they'll feel it uh, not just from you, but from all of us, uh, as we all are filled with love and a desire uh, to serve uh, those who need comfort and those who need uh, help and those who need uh, to be supported in so many different ways. We think of this also for uh, Bill and Greta, Lord, we're so thankful that you heard our prayer and that you answered it and that you did sustain uh, Greta during her surgery. But we ask now that you'll grant her a speedy recovery and that you'll equip the rest of the congregation for works of service for Bill and Greta too. And finally, we also thank you for answering our prayers with regard to Michelle and Kevin, that they could have a a healthy baby boy named Lincoln. Lord, we ask that you'll continue to uh, equip each and every one of us that we can supply all these members and more, uh, all of their needs that you'll work powerfully through us each week again, that we can all work together to be built up ourselves by your word and spirit, but to build up others as well, to constantly point them to Jesus Christ and him crucified, for there we have comfort, there we have hope, there we have strength, even in our weakness. And it's in his name alone that we pray. Amen.